Let us be attentive. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he had led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is he who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus heard that John had been arrested. He withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, toward the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel reading this morning, brothers and sisters, follows upon the occasion of Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River. And this is appropriate since we are still in the midst of the celebrations of Theophany, which we just celebrated on the sixth of the month. But what about the epistle reading this morning from Ephesians? What could St. Paul's talk about grace and gifts and spiritual development have to do with the present feast that we are in of Epiphany? Well, this epistle does not so much have to do with the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, but really with our own baptism, and really more specifically with our own chrismation. This holy sacrament and mystery of the church is what has been referred to as the forgotten sacrament, or even the hidden mystery. We so often hear and learn about baptism, communion, confession, and marriage, but how often do we consciously reflect on the holy sacrament of chrismation and confirmation? For many of us here, just like baptism, we received this sacrament when we were but infants. And even if we have attended many baptisms, where is that sacrament of chrismation to be found within that sacred ceremony? It is performed so quickly, rather quietly, and no prayer may even be heard. The baby is probably still crying after having been dunked in the blessed water, and everybody is scrambling just to get the new little Christian into his or her new white robe. But right after someone is baptized, he is immediately brought to the second mystery of initiation, that of holy chrismation. And what really is this sacrament all about? Well, the few words said by the priest as he anoints the newly baptized with the holy myrrh say it all, the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Gospels tells us that immediately after Jesus came up out of the waters of the Jordan, the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. Now as an aside, first of all, just as Christ being the Son of God did not require any baptism or washing for the remission of sins, since he is perfect God and sinless, but was baptized to be an example unto our own baptism, so also did he not require the Spirit to come down upon him, since the Son and the Spirit are of one essence, and the Son has been united inseparably from the Holy Spirit from all eternity. But the Spirit came upon him also to demonstrate that after our baptism, after we have been washed clean from sin, we then receive the Holy Spirit as gift. We receive the heavenly anointing. We are sealed by and spiritually stamped 
by the Holy Spirit. We are confirmed in the Orthodox faith. The Spirit is poured out into our hearts, as St. Paul says, so that we can dare to call out to the eternal and almighty God and call him Abba, Father. Holy Chrismation, it has been said, is a personal Pentecost. <clears throat> when each and every one of us has the Holy Spirit a light upon us like a tongue of fire, when each and every one of us receives the seed of the Spirit, according to St. John the Evangelist, that pregnant kernel of pure explosive potential that we must nurture and then cultivate so that we may mature spiritually unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this is why we are presented today with the various spiritual gifts given to the members of the Holy Church through the anointing with that holy myrrh. It is a reminder to us today what numerous and precious spiritual gifts we were each given in potential through that blessed sacrament. St. Paul said, grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And the apostle speaks of various leadership roles within the body of Christ. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. But the gifts of the Spirit cannot be limited or enumerated because the Holy Spirit is infinite and therefore his gifts are also infinite. The prophet Isaiah tells us about the seven general gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, strength, knowledge, piety, fear of God. And the scriptures and the fathers of the church tell us about even more specific spiritual gifts such as divine illumination and enlightenment, pure prayer, clairvoyance, the power to raise the dead, authority over demons, authority to bind and loose the sins, peace and tranquility, warmth of heart, knowledge of the deep mysteries of God, meekness, humility, joy, true repentance, and joy producing sorrow and tears, faith, hope, love, union with God. And there are many, many, many more. The question is, why do so many of us not always experience such things? Why is it that we are not even aware sometimes that the Holy Spirit himself was given to us personally and freely through the divine anointing and with him his heavenly gifts? The unfortunate fact is that many of us have buried that divine spark, that spark of grace under so many sins and passions that we resemble the people in the book of Acts who once said to St. Paul, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. 
Can the Spirit of God, brothers and sisters, who is specifically, specifically called holy, dwell in an unholy place? Can the Spirit of God, the third person of the Holy Trinity, who is called again straight and upright, dwell in a crooked place full of lies or dishonesty? Can the all-pure and spotless spirit dwell where the filth of the passions abounds? The fathers of the church say, this alone is impossible for God, for him who is pure to unite with the impure. However, brothers and sisters, the divine gifts of the spirit most certainly can be ours if we but desire them and invite the Holy Spirit to energize our lives. Each of us most certainly has extremely special and unique gifts from the Spirit of God, but it is up to us to find them and to nurture them through the living out of the Christian life. All forms of sin must be rejected if we want spiritual gifts implanted in us to blossom. The passions must be quenched in order for the spark of grace to become a raging fire within. And virtues and the keeping of the commandments of God must be added to that fire to keep it ablaze and going. If we truly desire the Holy Spirit and his gifts to taste of his spiritual sweetness, let us recall the sacred and fragrant chrism with which we were each anointed. Let us guard our senses, protect our thoughts, and continually recite in our prayers, especially the prayer of Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And let us also continually bring to mind that prayer of the third hour of the day, that hour when the Holy Spirit descended upon the church. And let us say often, Lord, who at the third hour sent down your all Holy Spirit upon your apostles, do not take him from me, O my good one, but renew him in me who prays unto you and gives you the glory forevermore. Amen.